We're on a thousand planets and spreading out. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. The bat pulls. May the force be with you. Who is that mask man? Avengers, assemble. Good afternoon and welcome to the Fantastic Forum. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. We'll begin with some genre-related news before we get to today's discussion. A new live-action series about Casper the Friendly Ghost is in development at Peacock. Kai Wu Yu will executive produce with UCP and DreamWorks Animation set to co-produce. The series is described as a horror adventure show that reimagines the origin of Casper in a coming-of-age story that explores what it means to be alive. I don't really know what any of that means, but it sounds interesting. New trailers dropped earlier this week for Season 2 of Star Trek Lower Decks, teaser actually, and Stranger Things 4 Volume 1. You can view the trailers on one of the Fantastic Forum social media pages, and while you're there, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and like us on Facebook. We like to be followed, and we love to be liked. Star Trek Lower Decks returns to Paramount Plus this summer, and Stranger Things 4 Volume 1 debuts May 27th on Netflix. Apple Plus is developing an epic-scale TV series based on Fritz Lang's 1927 sci-fi classic Metropolis. Sam Esmail will write, direct, and act as the showrunner. Hasbro's action figures from the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder offer a peek at the movie's characters. You can take a look on one of the aforementioned FF social media pages. Thor Love and Thunder is scheduled to open in theaters on July 8th, 2022. An anniversary this week as April 11th was 52 years since Apollo 13 launched on its ill-fated voyage to the moon. The command module suffered a catastrophic malfunction which caused the planned lunar landing to be canceled and threatened the life of the three astronauts on board. The ship managed to return safely to Earth on April 17, 1970. Sonic 2 boomed to a $71 million opening at last weekend's domestic box office, while Sony's Morbius suffered the worst second weekend drop-off in superhero movie history last weekend, earning 75% less in its second weekend release. Yikes. This week sees the return of another big movie franchise with the latest installment in the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, took in $20.1 million between Thursday preview screenings and its Friday opening, which is the lowest opening day total ever for a Harry Potter-adjacent movie. On today's show, we're talking about some of these news items and more, but first, 
here is the official spoiler-free review of Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. Warner Brothers continues one of its most robust franchises with the latest movie in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter series. Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, extends the prequels that began with the 2016 film based on J.K. Rowling's text, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Fantastic Beasts is actually an Easter egg, having appeared as one of Harry's school books in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Fugitive wizard Gellert Grendelwald remains at large following the events of 2018's Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grendelwald. As the film opens, Newt Scamander is attending the birth of a rare magical creature called a Chillin' when he is ambushed by Grendelwald's henchmen. The henchmen have been sent by Grendelwald to retrieve the baby Chillin'. The creatures have a precognitive ability that the rogue wizard schemes to exploit. The battle lines are quickly drawn as young Albus Dumbledore enlists Scamander to help thwart Grendelwald's plans. Dumbledore can't challenge Grindelwald directly due to a charm that prevents them from harming one another, a holdover from an earlier time when the two were in a romantic relationship. Dumbledore's army includes Livermorny School Charms Professor Lolly Hicks, Newt's Auror brother Theseus, Yusef Kama, the half-brother of the late Lita Lestrange, Muggle Baker Jacob Kowalski, and Newt's assistant Bunty. The team has to use an unorthodox strategy in an attempt to counter the clairvoyant nature of Grindelwald's chillin'. The evil wizard has a grand plan involving Credence Barebone, Queenie Goldstein, and other thralls against Dumbledore because of the aforementioned charm. And all this unfolds against the backdrop of the election of a new leader of the magical world. Will Dumbledore's forces defeat those of Grindelwald before he can enact his nefarious plan to seize power and launch a war that will subjugate the Muggle world? Eddie Redmayne returns as Newt Scamander, author of the exotic text and expert in magical creatures. Mads Mikkelsen takes over the role of Grindelwald, which was played in the previous film by Johnny Depp. Jude Law returns as Albus Dumbledore, albeit with a considerably greater role than that of his previous appearance. Also returning are Dan Folger, Allison Sudol, Callum Turner, and Ezra Miller. Catherine Watterson, who had been featured in the earlier films, returns for what is essentially a cameo. The film also stars Jessica Williams, Poppy Corby Tooch, Richard Coyle, Victoria Yeats, Maya Bloom, Paul Lohang, and Oliver Masucci. While the wizarding world of Harry Potter may be one of Warner's most beloved franchises, that adoration has been primarily due to the initial film series. A great deal has been made of the element of commercialization connected with the Fantastic Beasts movies. They're viewed as nothing more than an effort to keep the profits coming. Of course, these films aren't supported by best-selling novels like the source material was. In fact, although I like the movies, I refer to them as Harry Potter light versus the books, which offer greater depth and detail on the universe. The Fantastic Beasts movies have not been nearly as successful. 
While the first two were box office hits, the majority of the revenue came from the international market. Relatively speaking, these movies have struggled domestically. And then there have been the various allegations regarding the off-screen conduct of cast. One wonders whether there will be a fourth in this series, despite the fact it and Episode 5 have already been announced. The Secrets of Dumbledore had production values. With a production budget of $200 million, one would expect the movie to look great, and it does. And director David Yates is certainly familiar enough with the material to be able to deliver an entertaining picture with fan appeal. I'd expect that the producers will lean towards inclusion of characters more recognizable to fans and with a greater connection to the initial series. Or perhaps author J.K. Rowling will write a few more novels. I found Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, to be an entirely serviceable film, and I enjoyed it more than the earlier installments in the Fantastic Beasts series. Seeing young Albus Dumbledore and Minerva McGonagall and learning more about the backstory of the characters I came to like was fun. Seeing these earlier days of the Wizarding World, knowing in the broad strokes what is to come for them, was also fun. The film clocks in at 2 hours and 22 minutes, which is about what audiences have come to expect from big-budget epic tentpole pictures. There's a great deal of exposition, and consequently, the pacing is brisk. You may not realize the length. It's rated PG-13 for violence, but it is, nevertheless, a family-friendly fantasy adventure. I'd be mindful about bringing children younger than about 12 or 11. As audiences have come to expect from this franchise, there isn't any sex or questionable language. If you're a Wizarding World fan, you should have a grand time. Two stars out of four. Ulysses Campbell for Fantastic Forum. And there you have it, the official FF review of... Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore, starring Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, and Mads Mikkelsen, which opened nationwide yesterday. So, now it is time to introduce today's panel. And joining me are Shireen Nicole, Julian Lytle, and Mike Lunsford. Welcome to the show, everybody. Hello. Thanks for having me back again. Hi. I'm just happy to be invited back. <laughs> well, thanks all of you for coming back. And uh, I do want to give a little shout out to uh, Julian Lytle here because he had a birthday last week. And so happy birthday, Thank belatedly. You. Hey, happy, you know? happy birthday, Julian. That's why I wasn't on the show. I just I stayed in the house. I did laundry. That is a heck of a way to celebrate your birthday. Bah, 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 I wish him a happy birthday in the morning. That is That is true. And too many people called me, so I was delayed in calling Shireen back. Because everybody called me at the same time, and I was like, what is going on? It's good to be loved. They can spread it out. They can spread out the time. Oh, that is true. You know what I'm saying? Waking everybody up. He out there in Queens acting acting a whole fool because he found uh, fine Angela, right? I just, yeah. Lisa. Lisa. Anyone loved. Yes, I see. Yeah, I mix. I mix her up with Angela from Boomerang because you know, because uh, yes. Boomerang is the best rom com of all time. <laughs> it is a great rom com. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue with you there on that. Hey, uh, I, I was curious before we what what I well I'll get to that in just a second. But I had been interested in uh, just sort of getting your general impressions about uh, the likelihood of where 
things are to go with these Harry Potter movies. I was uh, scrutinizing the numbers while I was putting together my review and come to find out that these films, well, number one, it did, this one, Fantastic Beasts, has done really poorly in China. And I looked, the, the Chinese market had been not been a major source of income for it, but the majority of the money has come from the international market rather than domestically. And so my thought is that with them making a heavier emphasis on characters that we recognize, like Dumbledore, even though it's young Dumbledore, played by uh, Rico Suave-looking Jude Law. <laughs> um, you know, really? Yeah, well, so uh, he just he just looked younger. He's like him and Ewan McGregor was like, yo, we out here with these beards and we gonna play these young versions, these old these old white face old men, we gonna make it. We gonna make them hot for y'all. <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you." He, he was he was chilling in that suit. He got like, I mean, he was chilling. Yeah, yeah. He's Alfie too. You know what I'm saying? He's Alfie. <laughs> he's he's Earth too Alfie. You know, he out here Alfie. swagging, <laughs> swagging in the thirties. Well, there you go. But uh, you know, but the idea, I think, uh, again, because they haven't done that well, and each one has done successively. Uh, less well, but if you show the audience characters with whom they're familiar, because um, uh, Professor McGonagall was another one, and I'm like, oh, look, there's young Professor McGonagall. Look at this. Yeah, you know? I forgot who that was. I was like, is that is that the old lady who been in Mad Movies and in the um, yes, and in Downton Abbey? Yeah, yes. I call it mm. new upstairs downstairs because <laughs> I ain't watched not near one frame of it. But it's the same premise, it, and they act like it's new. <laughs> well, it's it's different English no, it's, people. No, it's, <laughs> it's the same show, <laughs> but they British, so we let them slide. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I, I digress. So, but what do you, what do you all think about that? I mean, is there a way to I, save this thing, or is it? I hope it dies. I hope it dies because J.K. Rowling can just roll over and die as far as I'm concerned after being told hey listen maybe you should rethink your position on a couple of these things because it's coming off as really 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 insensitive she was like that's cool don't care I really like honestly I hope her whole franchise dies and I you will not be seeing a single once for dollar being spent on anything involving any Harry Potter thing so my opinion is a little jaded because I think she's scum and I don't want to line her pocket. Dang. But well, you know, I was going to say that the more she has revealed her discriminatory nature and racism, um, racist views, the more the less money her, <laughs> her films have made, her hmm. franchises have made less money. Oh man, that's right. A... With revealing, I mean, and, and the stuff has always been there in the books, but she really showed. Uh, a lot of discrimination against Asian women. That's where she started. Mm. Yeah. Then after she did that, she decided to go after trans folk and just all trans folk and decide to tell them what their genders are and talk about biology, which, okay, sure. Thanks, lady. So um, that animosity and that cruelty, especially to legions of fans for her books, to kind of will attack and evict them from her worlds has had its consequences i could not have said that any better myself <laughs> that's yeah she, I mean, she was much more erudite than i was because <laughs> let me tell you like mine was like, you like burn her ah, down man, she's the worst i hate her and she's bad and shireen just 
yeah, it made me feel stupid. Thank you, Shane. Well, no, I, no, no, no. I, I appreciate your passion. She you cleaned it up for off. you. No, you, you took my, you took mine, and you channeled it into something that was beautiful. So I appreciate that. Thank she you. always lifts the conversation. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA ninety six point seven FM and streaming online at WERA.FM. We are your community radio station. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Julian Lytle, Shireen Nicole, and Mike Lunsford. We were just talking a little bit about the opening of the new Wizarding World of Harry Potter film, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Took me a second. What's the name of this thing again? And um, yeah, okay. Well, I think we've about uh, I think we've about beaten that horse. So let's let's keep it moving. Um, I did want to ask if anybody has seen any of these new episodes of Young Justice that Is have there? dropped recently. There you go. Yes. There you we go. We have seen it. Yeah. Now and I, we yeah. are thrilled. And I will let Julian start, not because I'm the host of this show. But because I have full knowledge of how excited he is about this arc, arc five of season four of of uh, Justice League uh, Phantoms. I always want to say Outsiders. Justice yeah. League Phantoms. Young, Young and Justice. How this, oh, then see, I can't even say anything right. Young Justice Phantoms, episode <laughs> episode 14. You know, it is weird because essentially in the story of the show, they are Justice League now. They kind of are. Like, they ain't even got no kid members no more. <laughs> <laughs> like, they all grown up. They got families and personal problems. And <laughs> but They you know. do have a lot of problems. But, but you, this this arc was written for you, was it That's not? what I feel like. You first, let's shout out the fact that the Calder, Calderon arc, the Atlantis, Arion finagling was a great art but this art this all of art, the polyamory and the queer love i was like get yeah. it y'all get it all of the all of the um inclusion of various all, all types of things under the sea. and other species fantastic and then but they've got some stuff but yo when they the hit polyamory us with the, thing ain't no joke when they hit us with the with the preview image and they was like yo you see who this is <laughs> this is rocky Where's Rocket from? Icon and Rocket. Where's that from? Milestone. Mm. That was the black comic books of the 90s. What is she doing? (laughs) Who is she meeting? The gods? The gods? (laughs) The fourth world? New Genesis? Super Town? Who is that? Is that the the dog of war? Is that the... It is indeed. It's Orion. The son of High Father, the son of Dark Side, the son of God. Mm. Is that Light Ray? Light Ray? The kid Cuddy to Orion's Kanye? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> did you? I, did I I'm was like, to, I'm gonna have to sign out and start watching this. <laughs> I was like, Let's go back. Yeah. Good stuff. I was like, I need this. Shereen pulls some magic. She H- always does. HBO Citizen episode <laughs> early. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, it was fire. It was fire. Whoever mm. thought about yeah. this? Why didn't why didn't this ever happen before? Worst Collide was cool though. Like, oh yeah, Superboy, Beast Rocket. Milestone in the new gods? How come we just getting this in 2022? It was flames. Well, you know. mm. It was flames. The pings. <laughs> the mother box was used accordingly. 
you had the girl Voyager. What? Mm. What? Guess what? This is a spoiler. Screw it. We got the Zod family in here, and they black, just like in Krypton. Flip tape. Where's the tape for me to flip? I kicked a boss over in my apartment. I ain't cleaned up for three hours. I mean, he did, honestly, because he texted me. I just kicked the box over. This is so good. Somebody thought something said, was happening. And I was like, well, something was happening because mm, yeah. mm-hmm. Young Justice is the best written DC series uh, in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay, so, Sorry. Ulysses, you know how you're always telling me I should be like an executive for, for Warner Brothers DC? Indeed. I think you're right. I'ma say it. I would be great at this job. <laughs> I would be great at the job because I know what's needed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And 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 this is I would my first meeting would be to tell everybody to talk to the young justice <laughs> team to talk about writing and what these movies should look like and how you can utilize these characters and, and capitalize on everything that makes DC what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So you start off, as as Julian said, first of all, the, the inclusivity of this universe, you know, bringing in Rocket from Milestone, and we see her son a little bit older than he's ever been in the comics. He's on the spectrum, and we know that that has some import to the story and Rocket's journey, because Young Justice, an arc of Young Justice doesn't happen without a character going on a journey and ending up changed on the other side of it so we know there's something here right and then we get who the great jay garrick talking about it's nice to be the new kid on a mission with forager fred bugs so this is already happening then we get to new genesis and we meet high father high mother and julian already named and, and and we got Mo Mo Brown people, Mo POC people, and it's fantastic. And then you start to see where that story was rooted. And as Julian has already given his spoiler, we get to see the Black Zod family, uh, voiced beautifully by uh, Phil. What is it, Phil Morris? Phil, I oh, think Phil Lamar. No, is it no, Phil Morris? Today? Morris. Oh, okay. Yeah, Phil Morris. Mm, yeah. And I didn't even I know Phil Morris, Morris did be. Oh, it might be Norris. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's he's doing all the Zods. Apparently, he, he cut out no check. And I'm like, the the only thing could, could be better is if Grandma General Zod shows up, because that would be amazing. But it's just such a well written show. The way they develop these arcs and the way that they surprise you, bringing Dakotaverse into the fourth world. What? how and then it works beautifully and this 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 kind of thing that's happening uh between rocket and orion and and how that's gonna play out so yeah really good stuff if you guys haven't watched it i'm sorry for the spoiler because it's one of the dopest reveals ever matter of fact there's a couple of amazing lines in this story and it brought for me a questions about what's gonna happen when Orion meets Violet slash Halo, what's that gonna be? Just amazing writing. And what you've got is about five different factions in this young justice world that are about to go head up because they've all got different goals. Beautiful. God's is back. Well, I sure did. I mean, I've only watched, um, I think I'm up to, 
I've watched like the well, excuse me, fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen because they drop. Well, they dropped three. When it first came out, and I wanted to savor them, and so I wasn't trying to watch all three of them that night, and I was confused as all get out. out. Just knocked them out. Well, but I was confused as all get out, because it got to the end of 14, and that little countdown started going, like there was another episode, and I'm like, but it just came back. What? And then I realized that there were three there, so... um, I can't hit you with just one. It's been gone too long. They had to bless you. uh, You know? So how many... Three great issues... I mean, three great episodes, yeah. sorry. All right, so uh, uh, how many episodes are going to be? 13. 13, wow. So 26 for the whole season. Okay, all right, so we still got a little ways got, to go here. a little bit. Cause, yeah. Because Dick mm. Grayson ain't have his arc yet. Mm. Right. Wow. Oh, and yeah. And Jason, Con- and Jason's still Connor hidden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Jason Todd's still hidden with Rachel Ghoul and Talia mm. in the outfit. They don't mm. even know he alive. Mm. I mean, this is this is surely some stuff. Because, uh, I mean, this this Calderon uh, arc that they're into, um, included. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but it's all such good stuff, and and I realize now that the whole reason that they ended it with the last arc the way that they did, where they had to introduce that stuff with Arian and the history of Atlantis and all that, is because now they're showing you this guy, and it's like, oh, wait, this is like Vandal Savage's kid. Well, that, One of them, you that, know? And they also let you up. You know, there's the forces of chaos and order. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah. but you know who the real, you know, we all know who the real, the real is, the realness, standing <laughs> there with his arm crossed behind his back, Looking for that anti-life equation. <laughs> <laughs> looking only, for the only, end. only Isaiah and Avia <laughs> got the got the kids go put out to stop them. Mm. They, it's gonna happen. Vandal mm. think he doing something. You can't Man, mess what's with a king to a god. <laughs> <laughs> what? You what? cannot mess with apocalypse. The, real, the realness <laughs> is back. Orion's yeah. here. And Scott got a he got a uh he got a woo he got a woo barred away from Granny. Oh, Scott free. He got a woo barred yeah. away. We didn't get there yet. She's still working with Granny. Oh really? Yeah, they show her earlier, like last last season. Oh yeah, you know some of this stuff they just do in passing, but that's right. You, know, you got I mean, I, you got watch oh, all the details. Oh but it always comes back. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's like reading the comics. You got I was like, oh yeah, remember that panel? Remember uh, that page? Yeah, from, that actually from, meant from something. Five years ago. <laughs> well. <laughs> That actually meant something. Well, but you know, in, 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 all right. So in that last arc, the magical arc, mm-hmm. you know, was Zatanna and you know her, uh, yeah. you know, young young. Uh, uh, and the, oh, here. what was was the name of the book? Whatever the Sentinels so of Magic. So that was two arcs ago. Yeah, yeah. But but while they were chasing the you know Lords of Chaos and Order during that fight, well, that one, yeah, yeah. The, the new the, the child. Thank you. Yes, who oh, man who was yeah, what? but yeah, but I digress. But one of the, I mean. They went to Atlantis and they had like the pillar of fire and all that, and then it was because like, oh it, wait, it lets this you know the timeline from, where it's exactly, at, you know, yeah, you know. So when all that was happening, because the way the timeline works is that, um, the first arc, uh, Mars, mm-hmm. Mars and and Artemis and her and her sister and Jade's events happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. Now we know that, um. The events of the child and Atlantis happened at the same time, right? So uh, most right, likely, yeah. Rocket mm-hmm. and Dick, Dick uh, Nightwing's events are going to happen at the same time. Mm-hmm. 
whatever the last part leading into whatever next season going to be because I thought this was going to be the last season. There's no way way they can wrap this up with what they have left. I'm doing Mm. mathematics. There's no way. (laughs) Do you get the actual (laughs) war? And Dark Side's like, ah, you a little light vandal. You think you you got hit with a little rocket, you immortal. <laughs> you think time means something to me. Oh, you smart, huh? Mm. Old little caveman. Mm. Trying to box with God. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, so therefore, yes, Mike, you should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I can talk about this show for hours. <laughs> well, it, it it is such good stuff. And I have I have enjoyed this show. From when I first started watching it, and that's the thing, Mike, because there's plenty of it. I mean, what this is season five, four, is it season four, yeah. Four. I mean, and there's like twenty six episodes, twenty six half hour episodes in like every season. You know, I mean, so there's there is a lot of stuff, and it is it is real quality DC universe stuff. I mean, you know, I, the only things they do the animation great, always have. I mean, back to Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and this is in the same vein in terms of the complexity, uh, you know, the attention to detail in terms of honoring the source material when it comes to the characters that you're talking about. I mean, it's just... And you they know, give it, the credit it, at the end of every episode. I'm the person that paused during the credits because they always have a list. This character yeah. created blah 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 blah. This character, yes. da, da, da. this mm-hmm. character, da, 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 da. like yeah. I go and also you gotta watch the end credits because it's always extra story. If you don't watch the end credits, you miss it. Uh, you're missing something. You missing something. <laughs> pay off like eight episodes later. That is true. <laughs> and China has whatever they're not telling us. The, so, the Great Ten <laughs> and the ju- <laughs> and the Justice <laughs> League of China. If they if they bust out Keenan Kong, bro, <laughs> <laughs> the Superman of China. And they out here talking about Peacemaker and Etrigan. Talking about they could be possibilities to join the league. And I'm like, okay. Go it was ahead. like they know Peacemaker got a show. Let's <laughs> let's name drop him. <laughs> well, the fact that they, they did, and also mm-hmm. Black Lightning. If you want something delightful, watching Black Lightning go with Batman's head with no fear is is highly enjoyable. <laughs> and I love Batman, but it's just funny. <laughs> because Jefferson is not bothered by telling Batman off at all. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, the characters are true to form. I mean, the the only other thing that I'm going to say about this is uh, I'm because I, I I had not realized that the icon characters or the milestone, milestone. characters, sorry, are are included. Yeah, and uh, you know which is brilliant. Oh, I mean, they folded you know. them in. A, yeah, and yeah. season well, one. Yeah. Oh, you know. Now that you mention it, Rocket I do remember. Yeah. Yeah. This season is about all of the first year members mm-hmm. going through a transformational story. Mm. So she was on the first team. They put Icon of Rocket first season. In. Yeah. And we was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's and been Static so long. is in the Outsiders, Beast Boys team. Yeah. And Holocaust is the Hallway and Justice yeah, League. You know, that, like, yeah. They really been up here like. Yo, yeah, this is kind of, it's literally like, this is the way it was actually supposed to be a long time ago, but y'all was faking. Mm. You know? Right, they just give you the whole DC universe. Icon of Superman on the same squad. Mm. Mm. Yes. Okay. All right, and, well, look. you know, you got Doom Patrol in there, too. Uh, y- you did. <laughs> you did. No, you still do. Uh, well, okay. So. Members. Yeah. Members. All right. Members. Well, look. 
That musical cue means it's time for us to take a short break because, of course, Fantastic Forum comes to you via WERA 96.7 FM in Arlington, Virginia. We're a community radio station. Among other things, that means we're non-commercial. We rely on the ongoing generosity of our underwriters, sponsors, and listeners like you for the totality of the operation of the radio station. Visit the website at WERA.FM or that of our parent organization, Arlington Independent Media, at arlingtonmedia.org. To find out how you can make your tax-deductible gift in support of this wonderful institution that is community media today. And uh, in the meantime, because we're not anywhere done with this conversation, and we're moving on to some other fun stuff, one in the second half of the show, talk a little bit about the merger between the Discovery Channel and Warner Brothers, what that means for the DCU coming up. So stick around. We'll be right back with more Fantastic Forum right after this. And welcome back to the Fantastic Forum here on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. Radio Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined today by Mike Lunsford, Shireen Nicole, and Julian Lytle. And when we took the break, we were talking a little bit about the return of the animated series Young Justice on HBO Max. Uh, we've all been enjoying it. Well, uh, Mike hasn't, but that's only because he hadn't been watching it. But particularly, Julian had been really enjoying it, and uh, we sort of went down the rabbit hole on that. And that discussion actually seems perfectly poised to take us into what I had wanted to talk about for the rest of the show, which is the merger between Discovery and Warner Brothers. And there's been a lot of talk since that merger about what happens because one of Warner Brothers' most valuable IPs happens to be DC Comics. And I think all of us can say it has been sadly, sorely underused. The projects have underperformed. They're frankly looking at Marvel and uh, what Disney has done with that particular property and how lucrative it is and how well received it has been in the broader popular culture. And so it seems as if, because let's face it, 1978 Superman the movie starring Christopher Reeve, that was supposed to, well that actually did start it all. It was the first big budget Hollywood adaptation of the comic book source material did really well. And uh, unfortunately, Warner Brothers did not capitalize on it in the same fashion that Marvel Studios did with its properties. And we have all talked about this ad nauseum uh, for many years. But uh, Shireen, since you are the person, and, and I'm trying to find out who I need to talk to over at Discovery Warner <laughs> to pitch your name because I would say look I have got the perfect person to run this thing you know because apparently they're looking for the Kevin Feige of the DCU so I'm curious uh, what do you think about all this um, do you think 
that these properties can be saved? What will it take? Um, that's yeah. to start. Mm-hmm. Well, so absolutely. I mean, I'm a DC girl, born and raised. Um, DC Comics, that is. And of course, I know that these properties can be saved. I think that one of the biggest mistakes that was made is to undercut the value of your heroes. That's what Marvel got right. They knew how to capitalize on what a hero is. And DC got confused by the Christopher Nolan run on Batman and decided to go all in on that particular type of presentation. That didn't work. I mean, I think I think everybody on this call, except for maybe Mike, remembers that I said it wasn't working at the time. It's like, this is a mistake. Yeah, well, I like being proven right after 20 years. Love it. It's great. So, um, Very validating. But it, it's extremely. But um, I know that these characters can be saved, and we see the beginnings of it in what Matt Reed has done with the Batman, which is very much... A, a Batman that many of us can get behind, you know, no matter which kind of run of the character, which age we prefer. Uh, I also see a glimpse of it with James Gunn's Peacemaker series. And I think one of the the, the, the biggest things is, is to get directors who actually understand the properties they're making, which I think Marvel has been fairly good at doing, but DC hasn't. But I think that when we say we're going to get a Kevin Feige kind of, I don't want to say Kevin Feige because we don't want to do what Marvel did with DC. DC has its own specific personality and its own specific tone, tonal range. And I don't want to see those characters go the same path as Marvel. Marvel works for Marvel because it's the Biff Bam Boom universe. I would like to see a mastermind or a triumvirate of mine that understand the value of the DC universe, knows the stories, uh, knows the characters, and really appreciate what can be done with them when you pick the right creatives to work on these stories. So yeah, you can absolutely revitalize this universe and absolutely remind people about why they love these characters again and again, but you really have to stop having ego-driven folk in the lead who only can see one vision at a time. You can't have one tone for DC. You can't just go, we're going to make everything gritty, and then that's it. You have to understand the tonal range. Did that help? Did that make any sense? I'm really sleepy. No, no. I I think that was extremely cogent. Um, uh, Mike, I apologize, because you hadn't actually seen any Young Justice. You kind of got left out of some of that last discussion. So I'm curious... Uh, what you think about this uh, merger, and um, it, <laughs> what do you think? You think uh, Shireen so, is right, or yeah? I wanna, I wanna state, um, don't ever feel bad about that because there are many episodes where I talk a lot, and that is okay. Um, it's called balance. I'm cool with it. Plus, <laughs> I respect the heck out of Julian and out of Shireen and out of you, Yuli. So I am perfectly fine just listening um, to what you guys have to say. That being said, um, I'm tired of DC always trying to play catch up and always trying to oh we should do it like this oh wait no see what these guys did let's do it like that no 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 no. hang on wait what if we did this what if we copied this what if we did that no like stick to what works and like honestly the template they should be following is what the animated universe has done and the animated universe has been by far i mean and this is from fans too has been the most well received across the board period 
Like that is something that you know works. So why don't you start tapping those guys? Start tapping the people that are creating those stories, the ones that are writing those, the ones that are directing those, and start there and work your way out instead of being like, well, we need to make it like like Shireen said, we got to make it dark, we got to make it gritty. Not all of these things are cookie cutter and that's what they keep trying to do this one thing worked let's just keep repeating that over and over again superman is not batman they have completely different ideal ideological philosophies especially if like if you wanted to capitalize on the nolan trilogy you don't make batman or superman dark that doesn't work that's not who he is that that's completely contrary to what that character is and what he stands for and honestly like the other thing that gets me too is like look, look at the the Flash for instance the Flashpoint movie that they've been trying to make with Ezra Miller for um, I think it's like almost a decade now like they announced this right around the time if I remember correctly right around the time that the Flash series on the CW started hmm. what has been the holdup what has taken so long that I, I feel like they're they're so focused on trying to make it perfect that they're not putting stuff out and like they've been they like had three different directors, directors. Right? they yeah. had different directors. Snyder got cut out. Um, the, yeah, the and the pandemic. Th- the, the whole thing. And, like, honestly, I, I And I Ezra think, Miller's behavior. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, they need to get their life together for sure. Because, like, that, what I read about uh, Ezra Miller was, was, was shocking and sad. But beside the point, I, I really feel like instead of trying to do what Marvel did, that first off, they need to take that phrase out of their mouth. Because that doesn't matter. Because you don't need to have it all connect. Would it be nice to have a Justice League movie that was cool? Yeah, 100%. But you don't need to make everything with this master plan involved first just because it worked well for somebody else. You make good movies, good movies will stand on their own, especially Batman. People are going to go see a Batman movie. They've proven that. Isn't that still, like, the number one movie of this year, of 2021? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, people will go see it. It doesn't have to be interconnected. Same thing with Superman. Same thing with The Flash. You do a decent superhero movie, people are going to see it. It doesn't have to have a quote-unquote bigger picture. I think I'll have a a more different opinion. Um, first of all, I think Marvel overperformed. Um, I think it also gets a lot of credit because they put out so much material that the highs uh, overshoot the more average uh films that did very actually average uh, grosses um, I do think they actually have a good plan right now post Snyder because Aquaman is good I'm excited for Aquaman 2 uh, Shazam was good I'm looking forward to Shazam 2 um, Suicide Squad was decent it led to the Peacemaker which was excellent um, Black Adam looks interesting to me um, I think that that has heavy rock hands all over it. And generally speaking, I enjoy the stuff the rock has his hands in. Didn't watch that Netflix movie yet, but I'm not the biggest Netflix movie person. Um, Skip it. I, I have, so I'm gonna. Get, I'm, I think I'm gonna continue. Uh, I mean, not I, Netflix. Skip Red Notice. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I know. I know. I, I know what you meant. I think I, I think for Zaslav, the new the new head of the merged company. I do think it's a sticking point in him that, like, how did y'all mess up Superman? More than anything else, he's right. It's like right. anything else we can, you could talk about this, that, and the third. They got some, they got some hits. You know, no matter what your feelings are, the first Wonder Woman made some money. Um, it did. It's not a good movie, but it yeah, made it made it made some bread. That, again, that Aquaman was Fast and Furious underwater. Too. <laughs> Fast and Furious underwater. I'm with it. Yeah. Let's go. 
Um, with Black Panther thrown in. Yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, with better lessons, though. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't mind the Aquaman movie. It's, it's got a lot happening. It, it needed maybe a, a, a third less going on, but it's, it's it's a fun movie. Yeah, and to its credit, it is the only superhero movie to feature a Pitbull song, so it's got that going for it. Again, it's a, fa- it's a it, Fast it and Furious movie. Accountability. One of the few of the DC movies up until that point that held accountability for its hero. That's one it of the, actually has an arc of change. That's one of the few ones in all these movies. <laughs> the Marvel movies don't be having no accountability. <laughs> no, damn. well, we can't talk about accountability with Marvel movies. I don't yeah. even talk but, about um, that. That's not what's. That's not there. But uh, you know, in terms <laughs> in, in in terms of uh, wanting to copy a success, I I don't want to fault Warner's for doing the same thing that every movie studio was doing after Avengers came out, which is like, because, but this, the the thing of it is, is all of Hollywood always copies whoever had the biggest success. That is the nature of that business. And that's not the nature of Warner brothers though. Oh, it is absolutely the nature of Warner brothers. They have copied when they needed to cop. It's just, that's, that's just, that's the, that's the the way the business people say. So I don't want to fault them for something that, you know, we ain't gonna sit here like you like Universal ain't trying to make a monster verse, and yeah, who, a, a, every studio go, had a verse really they was coming the out with. Of Warner Brothers, they've got some some ways that they were leaders going back to their their gangsters and mall days. But, that, but that, that's true. Know. But didn't people but, copy them when they did well with those things? But going back did, to 1978, they also had the vision to understand the Matrix. There's a lot of moments with Warner Brothers. I know what you're saying, but I'm saying they yeah. have a history. For not making that mistake as often as other studios, which is why it's more disappointing that that they did. And I hope that Zaslov is not going to make that mistake trying to copy because you don't need to copy. You got DC comic. Just copy your comics. That's if you want to copy something or copy your animated universe, and you have something there. Yeah, it, it's an industry of parody. I mean, it always has been. Yeah. Wait, wait. Like, ho- ho- hold that thought just a second because. You're listening to Fantastic Forum on WERA 96.7 FM and streaming via WERA.FM. We are Arlington. I'm Ulysses E. Campbell. I'm joined by Mike Lunsford and Shireen Nicole and Julian Lytle. We've been talking a little bit about the merger of Discovery and Warner Brothers, what it means for the DCU. Uh, Mike, I'm going to come back to you in just one second, but I, I want to throw in here that in the way that it is most meaningful, Shireen, uh, Warner Brothers uh, it just turned out to be old Hollywood. They started this whole thing with Superman the movie back in 1978. They could have done what Marvel did in the sense of creating a shared universe and launching their characters back then. In fact, that was part of what we wanted them to do, and yet they fell into that old Hollywood model of, oh, we're going to make sequels. And you got Superman 2 and Superman 3 and Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. When they did finally get around to making Batman, they did exactly the same thing. We got Batman Returns and Batman Forever and Batman and Robin. And so in that regard, I mean, yes, Warner Brothers has been an innovator for their entire life as a studio. And yet, despite that, they have also been an imitator in that they're old Hollywood, and this is what they do. Of themselves. Yes, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. But, but Okay, wait, wait. Mike, yeah, say something, and uh, then Shireen <laughs> will come back to you. And I had a couple of points that I had wanted to make, but um, yes. I, I wish I knew more about the industry, because 
I, I want to point out that this most recent Batman, the Batman, made me feel like I was eight years old again going to see that Michael Keaton Batman movie in the theaters. It, it, it made me feel like a kid. I, I haven't been that excited about a superhero movie after seeing it in a very long time. Like, I'm not a – like, I'm still like – I know we're post pandemic uh, allegedly, but like, I'm still not comfortable. I'm still not comfortable going to the movie theaters and I've seen the Batman twice and I have the soundtrack and I've talked about it 80 bajillion times. I recommend anybody who's like, Oh, I want to go see a good movie. I recommend that. Like they managed to nail it on the head and like they, I wish I could under, like understand what they're not doing right. As far as anything, but they're, they're getting these hits. Like, like Julian mentioned, Oh, uh, Aquaman wasn't bad. Wonder Woman made a lot of money. Like they're hitting things. Peacemaker was outstanding. I think we're seeing a shift. They're starting to get their act together. I don't necessarily know enough about the industry to say what kind of impact the Discovery Warner Brothers merger is going to have. But like, I just hope and pray that they keep turning to the right people and letting them run stuff because they and and it was tragic what happened with. Snyder's daughter and that that is why he had to leave the Justice League project and then they handed it to Whedon and Whedon just tripped all over it and like honestly there's a certain amount of me that's almost glad he did because that started the whole like well you know what let's talk about how much of a scumbag he is and like it kind of uncovered some nastiness that we needed to find out but like I'm hoping this is like a bigger turning point I'm hoping that this is the thing that really gets them quote unquote back on track but that's the other question, too, is how off track can you be when you can literally throw a Superman or Batman movie out there and you know it's going to make money? Well, if you do. Sure, it, yeah, Shireen, you had something you were trying to get in there. No, I, I think I, I think I actually interrupted Julian, honestly. Okay, well, wait. In that case, before we get back hey, to Julian. Listen, <laughs> yeah, okay. Because I, I, I'd furiously, furiously been taking some notes here. So, um, Shireen, you mentioned uh, that they need to uh, find... A, uh, a triumvirate of minds or a group of people I absolutely agree with that the one thing that I want to say is one of those minds that would have been perfect that actually would have been the perfect person to guide this whole thing a la a Kevin Feige regrettably is no Dwayne longer McDuffie. with us Dwayne McDuff Dwayne you took the no name doubt. right out of my mouth I mean because that brother there no oh I'm telling yeah. you oh I mean one of my greatest like one of the things I wish is that they had gotten a Justice League script from McDuffie before he transcended. Um, the, one of the comic book um, creators, one of the comic, one of the show creators, the, the one of the, I can't remember which series, but he saw that post that I, when I wrote it on Twitter, he was like, "Yes," and we started talking about it mm, and mm-hmm. everything that we wish we had gotten from McDuffie. So I knew what you were going to say, and I agree. Mm-hmm, yeah. The other thing, just about uh, the cookie-cutter approach. I think, um, Julian, you said something about that. Uh, and the fact that Marvel is running on rep alone. Uh, well, <laughs> in many cases, I, 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 I feel perfectly comfortable saying that because it, they're a bunch of movies. I mean, they made a bunch of movies. They put a bunch of movies out. Not all of them were good, but they were all well-received. Wait, what are we the at? Ones, like 20, what are we at? We're at 29? Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah their batting mm-hmm. average is okay, but like, nah, they... they they got a couple of um, base like 
low base hits. You talk, we talk about first bases and second bases. But you they've can't stolen some bases. Yeah, they showed up. <laughs> they've stolen some bases. They stole they some homes. Like, like, yeah. Endgame gave them like three homes. They only hit one. <sighs> they just hit a base hit. I don't know how they yeah. got three whole runs out of that. Take the championship. That's what people remember. Yeah. God damn on three episodes of TV on a goddamn movie. Sorry, on a damn on movie screen. <laughs> hey, let's face here. it. Moon Knight is. Let's Moon not talk Knight about Moon Knight. Like, it's so snoozy. I like. I'm like. What? 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 What happened? <laughs> I, I, I gave it a ride. I gotta, I gotta say, the only thing that's working for Moon Knight is Oscar Isaac, and that dude is acting his fanny off. Like he is, he is. I, that has kept me in that series. Like community like, theater, not, Mike. Community I'm not, theater. I'm not, I'm not bored with it yet, but like, he just I, again, like it's just like. Man, I I hope he got to see a masseuse after this series because man, his back has got to hurt because he is carrying this thing. <laughs> well, and the other thing, I mean, it, 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 he's he is the community in the community theater. I mean, and and it, it's one of the things that they got right in terms of the Moon Knight character because he's Mark Spector, he's also Stephen Grant, he's also Jake Lockley, and uh, you know he he's got some issues. I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm still. I mean, I'm, I'm engaged in this show. I mean, I've liked the That's Moon Knight character. That's how they got you. That's how they got yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. You're engaged. Oscar Isaac is doing a good job. This show is trash. <laughs> it's not well written. It's not. It. it oh gosh. But you gonna stick Oof. with it because you just said the key words. I like Moon Knight. You are gonna see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But the show is trash. Mm-hmm. The CW DC bad. shows won't get that same credit. No, no. In fact, I'm getting this, ready to. This show I, I is not better. This show is mm-hmm. not better than Le- the, the Legends. It's not. People gonna try to act Ooh. like it does. It is because they got a bigger budget. Ooh. But you know what? Legends got like a, like a, a tenth of the money, and and way better four episodes. You know, I wish I could. <laughs> I you know, but I'll tell you something. And this is the kind people. This is the kind of insight that I love <laughs> on this show because I wish. I could disagree with you, Julian, and yet I, I cannot <laughs> when you say that Moon Knight is no better than Legends of Tomorrow. If this was rap CW. radio, I would hit a I, I mean, flex bomb. Mike, Mike called it. I mean, listen, Oscar Isaac is Atlas in this thing. He just <laughs> knees buckled like, and it's still not working. It's just the, the, the anyway. It's gonna get the Emmy point nominations. Being is that Watch. Every, everything that we've said, and we've all said very similar things, we have different sides of them. But what we're saying is that DC cannot emulate Marvel. And, and no, not, and, and they should, should not. not. not there you go. Mm-hmm. DC should, should not, not right? emulate mm-hmm. Marvel because of what DC has. I mean, you're talking about even with the success of Marvel, you still have some of the most popular, most successful superheroes in the world. Like, mm-hmm. still having fumbled around a lot and lost a lot of games or in uh, you know came out on the low side of a bunch of innings whatever you want to call it you mm-hmm. still have characters who have people's hearts you'll still see kids anywhere around the world rocking their batman team it don't matter which stage of batman it is you'll still see them with an s on their chest you'll still see kids um, loving on Wonder Woman that is something special that DC has and it is the DC style of storytelling that we need brought to the screen and I'm seeing a change there and the reason that I cut it off at Peace, Peacemaker 
and the Batman is because there's been a lot of back and forth before that. Now we got a new slate. Let's see what happens there. I don't know what Discovery and Zazzle are gonna do. I, I can't tell. You know, I had hoped that Walter Hamada would do something. I'd hoped Ann Sarnoff would do something. And those were all disappointments. So now we're looking here to see, okay, are we gonna get there? We don't have to like everything DC does, right? But we have to feel like it works for that universe. And that's kind of what we go back to when we say that most of the animated DC universe works, whether we like individual shows or movies or not. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking for. There you uh, and hopefully we'll get there. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, look, and thanks for taking us out because that's all the time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank my panelists and you, too, for tuning in. Of course, Fantastic Forum is also a television show. You can check it out online at fantasticforum.tv. We've got the various episodes broken out for you. We've got the toy and game segments. We've got the interviews. We've got the event coverage. We've got all of it. The show also re-airs each and every Thursday right here on WERA from 3 to 4 p.m. And, of course, we'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat station. Join us. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, people.